it has been a continuous training roller coaster for the hosts of this show, which we don't get to say very often. We're going to highlight due to health, meaning I guess technically it's still easier to fight from outside the cage. It's time for Verbal Tap, show that proves it. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you after slumming it at Systems? I'm fine. I will tell you this. It is always fun when a longtime friend of the show, Marcus Caval, sees me because he's genuinely surprised. Like, what are you doing here? And I go, what are you doing here? I thought like he doesn't have a giant gym in L.A. But frequently it's like, what are you talking about? We love it here. We're always back. No, it's always good to go visit there. And it is strange because now I've gotten to the point where I have shown up there enough over the years where even people I trained with years ago who they like when they run into me, one of the guys was going, Hey, I remember rolling with you on one of those marathon, like 24 hour roll a thon thing. Oh, you, you were here. You used to do that all the time for charity. Yeah, of course. And I go, yeah, of course that, that was me. And he goes, yeah, yeah. It's so good to see you, man. So good to see you. And I was looking at him. I was like, well, do you want to roll now? And he's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> It's <laughs> just that setup, that back and forth between those two experiences from going from, man, I remember you. Yeah, we rolled then. Oh, okay. Do you want to roll now? <sighs> That's how you know Raph's top pressure has gotten meaner. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Zip's like, eh. All right. Well, either way, it was a pleasure to be there. So, no, I, I feel good. It was great to get some uh, training on. I'm on a dark week for production. Normally, production are 12, 14 hour days. What's Dark Week? So, mean? getting what does home. that mean? I'm not, I don't know what Dark Week means. Uh, dark Week means we are working generally from home, though Ooh. we may have to go in occasionally and have meetings in person. Um, but I got to tell you, man, I am a huge fan of working from home. Like, I don't understand why we even have offices anymore. This shit's dumb. Let's, let's call it all do it remote. Let's call it Light Week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish we could do that. But uh, yeah, got some good training in and I've been trying to see some friends this week before I turn back into a terrible cocoon of don't bother me. (laughs) Just getting photobomb snacking. Tough stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, Kev, I think for as many jokes as we've done about both of our weights on this show, It it is... It remains. It will go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it, like the fact that you have never been called Jerry out and put God. on that public display, just really shows the difference between how people approach you and they're like, "Man, Kevin is getting back in shape. He is at Onyx all the time." Applause for Kevin. And here's <laughs> Raph being a fat pig eating a donut on the sideline. Jay O'Connell looking all cut and youthful. It's like Raph's like. I'm trying to have lunch. I have it's been working like so hard. The worst, dude. Ah, that'll be funny to me for a good while. I might post <laughs> it somewhere in the house. I might put it in my birth bag. It's just a picture of that. And be like, ah, I feel better. I'm ready to breathe. There's been a, a good amount going on. We want to take a quick, serious note and cut mm-hmm. back to what we reported on last week because 
the conversation posed has sucked from a lot of people, not towards us and not towards what we discussed. But we already saw some comments from Flow Grappling that insinuated, one, they could bring back comedy, or two, that they were tired of all the negativity in the jujitsu talk. That is a gaslighting thing to do, and I'll explain why. They're insinuating the quest towards one's own autonomy in training equals negativity. It does not. It equals a request to simply be treated as a human with dignity to take away from it is the problem not to call it out. That is a classic thing we can all be cognizant of from an educational perspective, not to do. We're prone to do it. We do it with sports. I don't want to see players making a stand because it's easier. It's tougher to face whatever's being discussed and try and solve that. This is a similar place. Raph, I was pretty, I know we've seen it. We've talked about it, but the Jackson Souza stuff to be reported so fervently. And he has been such a member of the grappling community from a competition perspective. He's been everywhere. He's in all the videos. He's in all the tournaments. Yeah. And people have been asking, like, what does this do? What does it accomplish? Well, because of this, now we've seen sponsors reconsider who they're aligning with. They're dropping his the, ass. Yeah. And we've seen tournaments kind of go, ah, this is really inconvenient to us, but okay, in the best interest of every, Like, it does actually have some effectiveness. I think the thing that bothers me is, is that we have a community where people are very quick to report on the good, but really struggle to discuss the bad parts of it and it is a good reminder that you cannot just be like a media conglomerate or you you just can't be a media participant and just say you know what i can't do the bad i just i do the sugary good stuff when there is a community of people and a number of people who are saying we really would like it if we could get the bare minimum of support and I get it. You know, we're an MMA comedy show, you know, one that actually does comedy, but I won't get to that. I just want to point this out as much as the topic we discussed last week does not really fit within the realm of comedy. I just couldn't in good faith do our show without at least trying to contribute something. And it is tricky because I feel like some shows have talked about it. But it's pretty easy to take a, mm, I'm against that stance. And I would like to put most of you guys on. I, I put a real legitimate question out to people because I listen to a podcast that is known as BJJ Models. I'm going to make sure I'm doing this properly. But yes, uh, BJJ Mental Models. And they had Emily Kwok, who is one of the OGs of grappling period but has been a force of nature for female grapplers great example badass she told a story on this show about how you know when she didn't have a program that she felt safe in she made one she told stories about confronting things that she thought were okay when she was being picked on and harassed 
And she said, you know what? I actually spoke up at that time. And I was lucky because I had somebody really stand up for me and say, I'm going to kick your ass if you do that to that guy. And she goes, I realize I was lucky and that maybe I could do more. And she is doing more. So she had called up uh, the folks over at BJJ Mental Models and they had a wonderful hour and a half uh, discussion. It's not just her. It's uh, Dominica Oblante. And my God, it was just really assuring to see somebody else covering it, even when they didn't know how to do it. And I know we like to say and we kid around on the show of don't listen to anybody else. I would encourage people to not only listen to that, but I put a challenge out to people and I said, hey, listen, if the main versions of this sport are going to take a very backseat approach to it, please tell me if I'm wrong. And I have some bad news. When I put that question out to our community and I actually put the question on our Instagram and I said, since our support or since our sport lacks the type of media that knows or even attempts to cover difficult topics such as sexual assault, Please feel free to forward podcasts that you feel covered this topic in a thoughtful and respectful manner. I said, I'll give them a listen and I'll forward them on here. I got three responses. One of which was the podcast I just mentioned. So they didn't actually read the one that I put before it that said, go listen to this one. Not the point. <laughs> That's a pretty sad thing, especially considering how many other podcasts exist in this space now we know we've been here for a while we've seen that community grow and we welcome it but if people aren't finding a way to contribute to that conversation maybe just maybe the people who love talking about half guard can take a week off and figure out a way to cover this so that's it anyway i would just tell you guys this as we return to the yucks in just a second but one thing that did bother me about our show is we didn't actually give a resource. Uh, we didn't actually say where people could go. So if you know somebody who needs support, you are somebody who needs support, uh, we encourage you to contact RAIN, R-A-I-N-N dot org, or call 800-656-HOPE. I know that these are not within the realm of jiu-jitsu. We're still a baby community in terms of figuring out what we can do. We've seen people say they're going to put forth committees. And okay, cool, sounds great. But a lot of those people who are putting forth committees maybe are identifying the fact that their zero tolerance policies were bullshit to begin with. So do you want to trust that? Don't know yet. Hopefully this will inspire change for the better. But yeah, Kevin and I very briefly talked about this in terms of, uh, you know, we, we were very grateful to Avery and I feel like we got some great notes last week. Um, and I feel like if there is more that we can do, people are welcome to get in touch with us. It's pretty easy. We get yelled at all the time by trolls, so we're not hard to get a hold of. And I, for one will apologize on behalf of all the positive covers that's ever gone to Jackson Souza's way. That doesn't feel good. But Raph, I also have a metaphor to take us to more brevity. Please. Or less brevity, because I can never remember exactly what it means. <laughs> Flow grappling is to comedy as Jeff Bezos is to space. So that's mm. a nice little comma for the SAT. It's like they visit it, but 
are they really part of it? Occasionally it enters that atmosphere was kind of what I was feeling. <laughs> or so. they just have all the money and yet yep. wildly misspend it. Just doesn't feel like it's focused in the right areas sometimes. They could have cured grappling. It's like you have people in poverty that work for you. It's like, well, I'm going to space on Tuesday <laughs> with some friends. Please piss Blow in this cup and take a me. bathroom break. <laughs> I, again, I just find it very funny that they were like, well, we can't address this. We're a comedy show. And it's like, well, are you a comedy show? Referring listen, to it as the negativity. The art of common yeah, day has always listen, been guys, to be to embrace these types of topics. I just I want to make sure that people know we know a handful of these guys. They're welcome to go ahead and respond to us on this. But if it affects you, do something about it. It's pretty simple. And nobody's coming to these guys saying, you have to do a policy. You have to show us this. You have to lead the way. It's just they're the biggest. And it might seem like it would disrupt people. But they have a bullet point talking show. Make it one of the bullet points. At least address it. It took them several days to get it up in terms of a response. And, okay, that's cool, but they really haven't done any video on that. And if they have a topical show where they talk about certain topics, I don't think it's out of line to say maybe address it. So, yeah, people can hear this and, and come to whatever conclusions that they want. A lot of people hate on flow grappling for very legitimate reasons, and many of them not legitimate. I get that. I feel like this is a pretty clear, it's a suggestion. You can tell us to go fuck off, but I think we've seen it upsets them as well. I, I take them at their word of being upset by it because I think everybody who has some sort of common sense in our sport has felt really gross about this. Also, I forgot this. I sent this to Kevin and I'll apologize because I, I think I quoted the study maybe at one point, and it was a study that is called Shut Up and Train. I highly encourage you guys to go read this study. It is a fascinating exploration into how not just female grapplers, they surveyed 1,600 grapplers, 400 of which were women, and one in four had said that they had been sexually harassed. Now, you might hear that and think that's not representative of the entire community. But at which point do you say, hmm, how many do you need before you have some sort of thing where you go, yeah, that merits my attention? The fact that it's one in four in this one survey, not good news. And then looking at the other findings from that report. Uh, so I would tell you this. It is a study called Shut Up and Train. It was uh, released last year. They basically were uh, bringing this run right back up. I think an exploration into this, if you haven't read it, please do, because so many of the findings and graph charts on this thing are things that stay with you. And there was one in particular that I thought, I don't, I think I put this up on the Instagram, but it was like essentially asking people, do you feel that your gym has something ready as a response to sexual harassment and there were a number of people that said no and then there was a number of people that said if they did have one i didn't know there was a policy at my school 
And I think combined between I don't know that there is one and there is not one was 74% of respondents. So if you wonder how this shit gets swept under the rug, again, education's not bad on this. So uh, we we will link to that as well. But I would suspect we're probably not done talking about this. And uh, as our good friends over at Mixed Martial martial Art-ish, who, by the way, just opened up a Patreon, it's $5. Go contribute to them. They're the real onion. It's been tried before. They've been trying to do it. Nobody's done it better than this. But uh, they put up as their onion-esque headline today, jiu-jitsu practitioners wondering, do we still have to talk about this? Genius. Raph, we determined... Due to the exhaustion we have from training, mm-hmm. I'm fresh off a long weekend. Yes. Of back to the positive communities because there are positive ones out there. We've trained at several. Yes. I think back to the last two gyms I've been at have both carved out specific space and been very encouraging of women's only programs and trying to give people a chance to train and talk and discuss and be open. And to me, that is such a such a difference maker when you encourage it versus discourage and be a part of that. So what we're going to talk a scotch about is some of the positivity. We just had Christian Woodman see. Long time friend of the show. 2014, we heard from a younger Robert Drysdale who contacted us to interview this badass brown belt that was murdering giant people. Something Raph and I were interested in because... We consider ourselves small, even though occasionally we are large in stature and in comedic value and in just handsomeness. I'll stop. Maybe this was a chance to come full circle and take one of his seminars. And while I will describe Christian's jujitsu as pure evil, it's not nice jujitsu, Raph. It's not like, well, I'll walk out of this feeling as good as I came in. (laughs) Somebody's not going to be feeling good. It is, however, oh, my God, effective and cerebral and leverage-based and quick and fast. And everything is a, here are the three to four things you're looking for, and then apply all the things you know. And it's damn good teaching. Damn good. Well, yes. no, I was a little yeah. jealous that you got to see him because I have rolled with him and I've uh, taken a class of his and uh, I thought that was great then. And I, I want to say it's almost like 2015. That's how long it's been. What did you, do you at all remember what you covered? Yeah, I think it was in the gi and I think it was back attacks and I think he was showing us like uh, collar chokes from the back and it made me realize like, oh, Jesus. ours was all about transitioning to the back and how to retain back control in Mm. the most painful way I've ever experienced. Yeah. I remembered being like, you're tiny and this should not hurt as much as it's supposed to, but. And for, I know that's too much information. I was about, it's a late night show. He smells terrific. Just a great teacher. Good voice. Really strong communicator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? 
great rash guard combo. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> damn. Like, the whole package was brought to that seminar. Well, yesterday, a good friend of the show, Michael Courier, uh, showed up over at Frosto's, a.k.a. New Ground Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, after he tagged a photo that we took together. Dope rash guards alert. Dope rash guards on aisle <laughs> Frostos. <laughs> and he sent me a note. And when he tagged me in the photo, I always wonder. I'm like, I wonder what people will say. And he goes, I don't want to butcher this, but it says, little known fact about rap is that he smells amazing. I was too you scared to tell usually. him while we were rolling. Yeah. But A plus on the hygiene, dude. I don't know that people know how much I freak out about this because <laughs> there have been times you. where you don't I, talk about this. This is not no, something I don't think you're not no, uh, I, this bragging. You're not like, no, I usually smell this, terrific. No, Kev, we've been doing this for nine years. And there's but been you do. Little, you, you, I mean, admittedly, you smell I try because jujitsu is gross. And the more right. you can do to try to be less gross, I think is better. But in this particular case, I actually showed up into training so that I could take a shower to go into training because I respect the people I go to train with. See, I'm a pre-trained shower as well person. It really helps. I just think it's a nice way of acknowledging Loosely, people. And you know what? Yeah. I'll miss some fucking warm-ups for that, and I'll own it. And I'll We're purple it. belts. <laughs> what do you want from us? How many cartwheels do we have to do before you'll just leave us alone? So when I got that message, I can hip escape. It's the only thing I do, man. It's my bottom game. My favorite is I tell people, hey, have you seen the way I roll? And they go, yeah. And I go, do you think I need a warm up? <laughs> like legitimately, don't you think I'm going to hurt myself more going to warm up than for my particular brand? And they're like, oh, man, won't, doesn't it help for your spatial awareness? I'm like, I know where you are. It's also like if you're ever trained at a big gym, there's always a young black belt where it's like, how many push-ups did Greg make you do? Be honest with me. <laughs> They're like, 50? It's like, I thought so. <laughs> that silly bastard. <laughs> I wasn't going to be there for that. Dude, 50 push-ups? Dude, at Systems Today, Angel is doing some uh, some physical like therapy, and part of that includes lifting. And I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like squatting shit. And he goes, just to make sure my recovery's good, Raph, leave me alone. I was like, fuck off, dude. This is dumb. Lifting is dumb. Everybody knows that. And he was like, I don't want to do it, but I have to. I was like, well, no, you don't. It's dumb and you should just heal by like sitting down. Everybody knows that will be better. So this poor kid, even as I'm rolling, I was like, lifting's dumb. <laughs> just throwing it from the other side of the place. <laughs> this poor kid's just working out. And I go, weights are stupid. Got him. Showed him, Kev. Damn right. Okay. Let's go into a few of these topics because we need to kind of oh, yeah. run through them. <laughs> you brought up what was happening over the weekend. F9. I want to report some good news. You watched F9. I watched two things that I think are of note. I'm going to start with mine, and then we're going to go to yours. Oh, because did yours feature the heavyweight co-champion? <laughs> I mean, kind <laughs> of I thought, in one sense. Yes, I mentioned did. that. to. I was like, hey, Vicky, <laughs> that guy shares the championship of the heavy, <laughs> light heavyweight division. Well, no, heavyweight mine division. 
the best in the fucking world, Kevin. CM Punk made his return to professional wrestling. I saw this to uh, what was a ro- I saw the clip I, to a robust. Yeah, it was a huge pop. welcoming. Kev, it felt great because he has in living colors. Um, Cult of Personality, which is an amazing theme song, but it's his. It is his. They have performed it for him. He owns it. He lives up to it. That Chicago crowd, hometown for him, always pops. But I think this registers as one of the biggest pops of all time. And I, I know people say that a lot, but it really, like, they've been waiting. They had been counting. It's been seven years since he's been in professional wrestling. And when we last left off with him, didn't go great in the UFC. No, but, uh, but fuck that. People don't have that long a memory. Now that's not how it looks, right? Oh no. Now it looks like, hey, he went and savaged his way into Moronville, made a little money, <laughs> and now he's back to give it the all. That's how well, it felt. Like the crowd felt like, fuck yeah, <laughs> he's back. But he also cuts a hell of a promo. Okay. So. He did a really good job of just... Is his character back? You know, he always played a version of himself. He plays a good heel, but one of his most famous things was when he just sat down cross-legged and cut what is referred to as a pipe bomb. And it was basically just kind of the modern... bong or bomb? uh, Pipe bomb. Oh, yeah. way more disappointing. I'm sorry. I thought yeah, you might sorry. have said pipe He's bomb. He's straight edge, Kev. He I doesn't like, do any I was like, drugs, dope. Man. What did he do? He did it like Ron Swanson style. He ripped it off a fake uh, Claymore, and they were just like, air smoke. But it was good to see him back there because, Kev, the thing I hated for him in MMA, and granted, we were at least pulling for him to do okay, and it just never happened. We were like, you know what? I don't think he's going to win, but maybe he'll do okay. And then he got submitted and it was like, okay, well maybe if he went more than one round, Oh, these are three of the worst rounds we've ever seen in our lives. Ugh. Whoops. I would say this. He at his core was very respectful to our sport. He didn't come in here and think like, Oh, I'm going to show these guys. It was like, Hey, they're giving me a deal. I probably shouldn't have got it. He's like, I would have loved to do the amateur version, but I heard him on a podcast say, that Lorenzo was basically like, when are you thinking of doing this? And he goes, I don't know, maybe soon or I'd, I'd like to. I'm just really, you know, it's got to be a now or never thing. He goes, ah, you should fight in the UFC. He's like, well, the original plan was to do some amateurs, but okay. So I get that. And that could be a bullshit story. But at least he trained and always seemed to put over people as dumb as Ben Askren. And I got to tell you, not that interesting otherwise. So, but... Uh, it showed him he was back in the gym this week, Kev. So he was training over in the, the Milwaukee with the guys over in that way. So credit and props to him. So that transitions nicely because another person was in that Fast and the Furious franchise, and his name is Jonathan Cena. Kevin, how did it feel like to have two, mm, sorry, one world champion and one coach? Co-champion. Assistant to the champion. Thank you. There was some tremendous John Cena work in Fast and the Furious 9. And we love the Fast franchise. They're big fans of MMA, so they always employ MMA fighters. They famously had the Gina Carano fight that remains one of the baddest. Her and Michelle, one of the baddest-ass fight scenes 
I forget it's four or five or six, but they're just falling through glass and fucking each other up, and it's awesome. There are so many good moments. None maybe as great as John Cena just shooting catapults and then zip lining his way across London. He's fantastic. He's good in every part. There are moments he's acting with Charlize Theron. Mm. And you can tell it looks like a white belt. No, no, that's not fair. It looks like a a, a strong blue belt. Okay. Interacting with a a very experienced black belt. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so fun to watch from an acting perspective. It's like, well, that's what happens when you enter a scene with Charlize Theron. You need to bring more than just your arms and a and a boyish charm. But he's fucking awesome in it. I'm also a big John Cena fan. If you haven't seen it, check out Blockers too. That guy has range. He's hilarious. He's good. Oh, in Sisters, he plays one of the funniest characters. <laughs> there are uh, good John Cena moments out there. And World Champ, like, really owns it. Brings a swagger to the Fast franchise that I feel like was more compliant with Vin's vision than maybe The Rock. Oh, no. No, no I don't mean that critically. I just think we're going to see a lot more. Of uh, John Cena in this franchise. But I still feel like Vin is trying to get over his whole. The rug don't like me so I'm going to get the Cena. And then when he did. He's like. acts really good. Everybody knows. Go see the movies. So like when they put him in there. And The Rock just goes. Fuck you. I'm a jungle cruise my way. I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep appearing in sequels. And shit that you don't need but that you won't ever hate me for. Yeah. And yet they have their own little feud. He's like, well, you know what? I got your John Cena here. And John Cena did double duty this weekend for us because he was in there. And Charlize Theron, gift from God. Thank you. Glad you got to see that. But he was also at SummerSlam this weekend. Really? You know mm-hmm. he got to he got to wrestle Roman Reigns. And then guess who made a guest appearance at the end of that match? Wow. Okay. Um, Does he still fight? Well, here's some good news for you, Kevin. If you have not seen the Suicide Squad part due, the reboot that they just released, watch it if just for Cena. Because they're going to do a spinoff of his character as uh, HBO Max series. And he is also great at that. It's a perfect character. He has described it as douchebag Captain America, which on the money. And what's great about it is, is that he's so busy, he can't get to wrestle. So this was one of the few times they could sneak him in real quick. And uh, he did his job. He put over Roman Reigns. He was very, very Do you know who they're casting for his cousin, alcoholic Captain America? No. Okay, we'll figure that out. But Kev, at the end of their match where Roman Reigns was put over by John Cena, guess who made a guest appearance at the end? A cameo, if you would. Shit, who? That's not enough. <laughs> you have John Fork Cena in a match? Lesnar. Fuck. Okay. Now, the, whole, the whole kit and caboodle. 
Kev, when I tell you, because the dubs was like, wait, CM Punk is going over there. Let's bring out one of our biggest guns. Well, Francis Ngannou fought a fucking magnet <laughs> and Han's <laughs> ghost. So, so every time you bring up Francis Ngannou. Everybody was time. busy. He had an <laughs> MMA fight. He had to try and murder someone with DNA code. He had shit to do in the movie. Okay, but how was Francis on an acting scale? You already ranked one of them. How was he? Uh, it, for his role, strong purple belt. Okay, wait. I thought he did great. Better than Cena. Cena had a lot more to do. And, well, oh. I'm talking about when he was with Charlize Theron for the movie. Oh, right. Brown. Oh, good okay. Brown base. I'm sorry, but for his role with Charlize, I mean, oh, you know, okay. you're acting with Charlize Theron. You're not. You're not looking good. Listen, so dude, you, you can be great, but if you're rolling with Keenan stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you this one. Charlize Theron has those Dior commercials where it's just her. And you know when they whisper things like in that her really bad Calvin Klein? You need to see her hair in this movie. Oh, I will. I will. And I will watch it because I do love her a lot. But in this Christian Dior commercial, whenever they do those cheesy perfume mm-hmm. line drops, Kelly and I, without a fail, go, shit she's the only person who can pull that off because whenever she just like walks by you and sassily just casually mentions dion i go fuck yeah that's really good fuck she's hot damn it but kev i just sent you a photo of bork lesnar and what he currently looks like Uh, uh, that's a different person than brock lesnar uh we uh, the internet has just decided to call him bork lesnar for the past few years but it is brock it is Brock, yes. Oh, thank you. But cool. no, just... as you can see here, looking a little different. Looking a little, little, yeah, looking a little different. Looking a little Walker, Texas Rangers season six. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of got a ponytail that's not really a ponytail. I'm on his side for trying, but he looks, he looks a little different. It's also a little bit the clothing choice. We yes. need to get him some... It's time. Kev, the clothing choice definitely looks like a lesbian that's about to have the time of her life going out. (laughs) So I get it. I'm with you, but. um, It is shockingly lacking sleeves. (laughs) Just very tucked in. There's one meme of somebody who just goes. uh, It's like Vince McMahon going, Brock, CM Punk is. On that other show, stop slaughtering cows and just come in whatever you're in right now. And when you see him dressed like that, you go, yeah, that's probably how it went down. They just threw him a shit ton of money. Oh, God. Is that him? Mm-hmm. The second one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's about to take over. <laughs> like they're doing a Roseanne reboot about <laughs> their neighbors. Oh, no. So let's let's kind of switch things. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to NXT TakeOver because Kyle O'Reilly, who is a professional wrestler, who also is, I believe, a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. One of the few people I'd ever want to super fight with. Big whoop. Mark that down. Uh, he was in a steel cage match, Kev. Shit, are you serious? And when he was in the steel cage match, they handcuffed him to the ropes, which thinks, uh-oh, this guy's probably going to lose. It's not going well. Hot. With Wait, one hand. What happened? No, not quite like that. With one hand, though, Kev finished a heel hook 
Damn. As the finish to the match. It was, wow, like, look at that. He's, that's pretty good. That's a heel hook. That's one hand handcuffed. He's finishing a heel hook with one hand. And this is how the WWE is going to finish a match. I guess the WWE sometimes knows what's going on. So that was a cool thing to report on. You know what's not cool, Kev? According to Khabib Nurmagomedov, huh. ring girls. Because, okay, because he's with me, right? That Mm-mm. It's time to add some equality to mm. the ring person situation. I'm ready to carry a two across an important match. I feel like I can add something to the importance and the levity of the moment if I'm allowed to wear a thong ass shorts and flaunt my booty. Yeah, I just feel like this is a is that strange. What he said? Did he no, mention? He didn't. No, that was that was not at all where that fucking was. hurts. That's really painful then, Khabib, because I think people know my stance on this. I've been very clear. <laughs> I just find it very interesting that somehow after all these years, we find your thing coming back in a very prominent way. Now, granted, Khabib's like, I don't think that there should be ring girls. They're the most worthless people in all of MMA. Oh, Michael Bisping has a job. Don't be offensive. So it was an interesting thing to see. I'm going to say this real quick, though. Yes. Do people who hold cards provide a huge component to it? Maybe in the grand scheme of things, you can see what round it is by looking at a screen, as Khabib argues. But let's not forget. Although there is the objectification angle, it was really the only way that women were actually allowed to be in fights at the very beginning so it comes with a complex history so there were some women who were like you know what fuck this i'm gonna own it and i think that's kind of the stage that we're at now where we've got these women who are like it's a great job and you know what you can objectify me all they want but i am empowered i am gonna do this myself there's different thoughts on it whatever you aren't allowed to touch me you are allowed to watch me walk across the ring with a card and my friend greg Who's coming out and looks so good in those shorts. (laughs) So here's what I would say to that, though. The thing that doesn't sit well with me on this Khabib statement, and he was like, oh, I might get shit for this, which means he knows what he's saying. But he's like, it's just my opinion. They're meaningless. It's worthless. Like previously, Khabib said that he really doesn't care to watch women fight either. So I understand there is some outrage in it. And then some people being like, yeah, you got to be Khabib's. He's got a point here. It's like, well, if they're not going to be the ring girls and they're not going to fight, are they going to be in there? Are they going to be allowed? Like, what can they do? Because Khabib a couple years ago was basically saying that it's just not his thing. He's like, eh, whatever. You guys can watch it. it was and there are going to be some people who say, these are his beliefs. This is a different culture. And it's just like, well, dude, this is what you're into now. Women are going to be fighters. If you don't want to watch it, cool. I just feel like it's kind of a shitty thing to be like, hey, these ring girls, 
I just don't gel with it. And when he's like, don't put that in my face. It's like, dude, you come to these things. It'd be different if he's like traditional. I think it's kind of a shitty way that we implement them. Maybe we can find a different way to do something. I think we'd be a little bit more on the page on that one. But I think coupled those two things, that's when I was like, oh, he's saying something on Ring Girls. <sighs> yeah, I guess maybe it's kind of a sexist thing to have him storming around. And then I just remembered the other thing he said. I go, eh, yeah, that doesn't really gel well. Yeah, I don't think that's his problem with it. I think he just genuinely is like, why do people even come? Why have others in ring? Why do coaches matter? They do not. No announcers who just smash. It's like that's uh, if they were like, Khabib, what's your ideal fighting scenario? It's like one on one, no people. Cool. How do you make money off that? It's like, you don't. Next question. <laughs> okay. Fun interview, Khabib. Thanks. And that, because that's kind of the press tour he's been on. It's not like Khabib really in favor of this rule set change. Khabib really thinks jiu-jitsu's got keys to Sambo excellence. It's always like, Khabib pissed off about a 2017 decision he didn't think went his way. It's not very funny. <laughs> well, I will say this. It is kind of interesting to see uh, in all of this that Khabib has been jokingly referred to as a Karen now. So he's actually jumped to the point where people are now starting to call him a Karen in response to his complaining about this all the time. And um, you know what? Uh, unless he proves me otherwise, I think I'm good with that one. So take that, Khabib. Kabaran. Kabaran is really good. Or Karen Nurmagomedov, which... <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it rolls off the tongue it does it just has a certain ring to it so that was uh those were the big notable things that happened over the weekend kevin do you have anything else that you remember off the top of your head feels good to be back on the jujitsu train shout out to onyx that's all i got ref christian yeah, woodman see no. i'm glad we interviewed him i i should share what i asked him you already mm. know but just mm. to clarify you know, sometimes these big shot Atos people, they leave the nest. Mm -hmm. We don't always have control over what happens after that. Their careers Absolutely. expand, it grows. Okay, you know, great. That's their goal. But sometimes you don't always remember. Will they remember who was there first? Mm -hmm. There's been a lot. So I waited very meticulously for the moment <laughs> to ask it. I wasn't sure if it was going to be public, but it ended up being so. Christian is so generous with his time after crushing a two and a half hour seminar. He was like, okay, free private. Any questions you want to ask anything at all? I'll answer it as best I can. I was like, yeah, I have one. Who was the first media outlet to cover you? Do you remember? He's like, yeah, it was you. Verbal tap. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got a little shout out and a little feeding of my own narcissism. So, well, listen, our you only get to say it if you were there first, and we were there first, so anybody else can fuck off. That's it. And to you, sir, that's it for me. You know, that's going to do it for us here today, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good you have dialed.
has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... 